Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Run It Back Podcast, episode 68. I promised the boys I wouldn't say masturbate. I'm going to say Jack Jenkins is bloody great. <laughs> Just realised I did say the word I said I wasn't going to say, boys. Do apologise. I was going to say 68, masturbation is great. But now we're a PG podcast, so <laughs> I'm going to stick with Jenko because what a bloody dominant performance I'm sure we'll talk about on the potty. Snag's highly aroused, highly bloody proud of the boy as well, and I wish I was moving to Bacchus Marsh this week, but I'm not. Uh, so, boys, welcome to the potty. Listeners, welcome, buddy, back. DL, how the bloody hell are you, mate? Snags, I'm good. I'm really good, actually. Boys had a uh, a fairly decent weekend, a fairly decent oh, yeah, crack at it last it. weekend. Yeah. You didn't think I about forgot. it. I forgot. You forgot about the good times we had on Zoom. Oh, you know, I just think we we have good times, too many to remember sometimes, so it just, just <laughs> feels like every day. <laughs> Mate, it was good. We Yeah, like you said, we had the Jenko win on the Gold Coast. That was good. We also had Jacinta, the juggernaut, get the win too. I, okay. I'd actually really like Statman to run the figures on the uh, win-loss percentage of guests on the Runner Back podcast. Oh, true. Well, this year it's it's three out of three. It's, yeah, it is three 100%. out of three. Yep, 100%. As if you wouldn't come on the podcast when you said you would. Uh, had a little fun on Saturday. I went a few bevies watching Eternal 64. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've gone off early, boys. No, the boys had a good good time Saturday night. We set up a nice little Zoom. We had a few bevies while we watched Eternal 64. Disappointing no one backed up uh, UFC London at 4am in the morning. Stoney might have given it a bit of a nudge. but um, I watched the paddy. Yeah, I woke up just before paddy's fire, so that was about 8 o'clock in the morning, so it was perfect time. Also um, undefeated since he came on the podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 great. Mate, another, great four from four. <laughs> Another omen, another good omen on the potty. Uh, anyway, on today's podcast, uh, we have potential champ champ jumping on the podcast, jumping on the show, Sean Etchell, aiming to be Eternal's first active two-division champ, taking on the dangerous Shannon Ross. Good to see uh, Launceston's finest. Um, snags? I thought you were Launceston's finest, but uh, apparently uh, Sean Etchell is. Uh, I haven't been given my citizenship of Tasmania yet, as I continue to work my way into the political scene there for the role of Premier of Tasmania. Love it, love it. Uh, before I go any further, I better introduce the man that will probably ask Etchell for his belt, uh, Stoney. That's good. <laughs> DL, good to be here, my friend. And what an intro. I didn't know if that was an introduction or word association, and we just got an insight into the snakes' brain. Jack Jenkins, you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> But what a night, Saturday night. That was just a, a dominant performance. The boys were very much up and about DL. Loved every minute of it. Uh, wished it could go on forever, and it almost did because Rod Costa just did not want to go away. Uh, just one of those one of those fights. But our boy, or I, I really can't claim him because he's cornering someone else, but the podcast's boy, Jack Jenkins, uh, phenomenal display, boys. Totally agree. And uh, Statman, unfortunately we miss you on Saturday night, dearly and wholeheartedly, but I am glad to see your delicious little face at the moment. How are you? Mate, I'm doing well, and I did get a chance to catch the the Jenkins fight as well, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, we had a good win uh, for our betting bank account on that fight as well. Good win. The Knights are up Solid 2 win. and O oh this season in the NRL as well, which is very exciting for me. We had possibly one of the greatest UFC fight night cards of all time occur over the weekend as well. Just very, very exciting times, boys. Thanks, Statman. Uh, <laughs> I was reading something. And just, Great transition, yes. boys. After 68 episodes, you think we'd have this in the bag, but just, seriously. Just dead air. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool Snags, don't you usually talk after Statman's finished his bit? No, I read every word you write in my script and I don't go off at all. 
Very Including good. this, it's written right there. Yeah, it said dead air, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely voice. Well, before we jump into the podcast, we better thank our sponsors, Humble Fightwear. Humble Fightwear is an Australian jiu-jitsu brand that celebrates one of the most important parts of martial arts, becoming humble. Also dead air for three seconds. Snags killing it tonight. Do you know what's not dead air? The time you bloody wear these rash shirts because you look like a fucking beast on the mat and you also look like a beast on the gram when you post on it because the girls just keep on running to you, boys. Trust me. Haven't done it, but I've seen it several times on a couple of blokes I follow. Uh, your Snags follows a lot of blokes on the Instagram page <laughs> as well as Humble Fightwear. Give them a follow or go to www.humblefightwear.com.au. Help them spread good vibes one purchase at a time. Advantage Statman. <laughs> and for being amazing runner back listeners, the legends at Humble Fightwear are giving you 15% off your entire order. Snags, code word. Uh, code words change this week. Actually, you go to Snags' OnlyFans, which has only got feet pics. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> code word is RIB15, not RIB111, like I said last fortnight. Uh, don't want to bankrupt the boys. Yep. Only giving you 15% off. But if you want a code word for uh, the old OnlyFans, Snags 50, 50% off. Only going to cost you five bucks a month. Get after it. <laughs> Gross. I can't use that. <laughs> yes, <you> can. Why not? <laughs> Thanks, Humble. Okay. <laughs> Do that again, Stag. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting feet pics in a fucking ad read. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You, you this crossed is the line this. at feet pics? No, no. Like, yes. Ah, well, fucking, I'll do a different feet thing then, Jordan. <laughs> Say it again. What am I saying? Code word. Right here, you can find that code word not near something down near your toes. You can find it RIB15. That's what I'm talking about. Look it up at the screen. Type it in the old thingo with the thingamajiggy and you get 15% off, okay? Not 111 like last fortnight. Only 15% this week. Uh, if you've got a problem with it, drop in a Stoney's DMs and you'll probably get on tour the week, okay? <laughs> don't come at me for Don't at me for this, okay? Please. Uh, boys, let's jump into the podcast. Got a little something from Snags to kick us off this week. Boys, welcome back. Snags finally got another segment after uh, being absolutely pushed to the sidelines like a small, small child in an under-7s team that has not won in seven weeks. Uh, so I've come back with some... Uh, Absolute great content. It's called Crystal Ball with Snags. And uh, what we're going to do this week, boys, I'm going to give you a couple of things to choose from what's going to happen in the future. Because if you don't remember, Snags did predict last year and pulled the audio if you want that Dogecoin would go off its head. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It did go, didn't it? Snags was did. Yeah. It was me. I think it was it that man. No, it was me. Okay. Was it? Pull the animated big dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Sure we're going to go with that. So, uh, boys, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you two options in terms of things that could happen in the future. You've got to pick which one, and then what will happen is we'll come back on this segment and think, Jesus Christ, the boys knew exactly what was going down. <laughs> so, some going to be MMA-related, some not. Okay, so keep you on your toes. Stat me no trivia for you, unfortunately. Fuck. So, first one. Jack Jenkins. Next fight is in the UFC, or next fight is headlining in Melbourne for a tournament. Statman. Uh, I'm going to go in the UFC. UFC for Statman. Stoney? Look, I, can we cut that music to help? Oh. 
really, it's really loud. Yeah, very loud. <laughs> I was just grooving along to it. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Asking the question, my crystal ball was how long until DL cuts his off? <laughs> Uh, give me a little bit of Jack Jenkins. Definitely in the UFC, boys. There's not a chance he doesn't go to the UFC next. Love that. Looking forward to it, Dale. Do you know what? Just to go different to the boys, and I wish opposite to Jenkins, but go with another eternal fight. Well, that's highly disappointing for me. Yeah, I know. Uh, Snag's going to go UFC as well. Even though it's my own segment, I'll still answer my question. Second one. Going to the world of NRL, boys. This will favour Statman, but you could have a chance. Knights to make the top four or... Broncos to make the top four. I'm saying one of them will be there. Which one? Statman. I'll I'll say Knights to make the top four out of the two of them. Um, I would I, I'd be more comfortable with the top eight, but out of the two of them, Knights to make the top four. If only one of them can make it. Well, we can't spin the old crystal ball to change what the question is. Okay, but thank no, you mate. for your answer. Top four. Let's go, Stony. Uh, I have next to no knowledge about this, so I'm going to go what Statman does. The same as I copied his picks for two years straight before everyone <laughs> caught on, I'm going to copy his crystal ball responses too. Oh, love it. And DL. Uh, I'm going to take Knights. Take Knights. Nice. Two from two. Love yep. it. Now, last one's going to be a big one for the boys, okay? Run it back related. Episode 100. Ooh. Fairly in the future. going to give you three options here. Will it A be recorded live in front of a studio audience? <laughs> B, be recorded as per usual with no guests? Or C, be a star-studded lineup with several guests, some of them being local, some of them being UFC? Statman. Definitely star-studded. It's going to be star-studded. You're going to um, go three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing maybe even UFC gold. In the in the interview line, oh, could get Volker. Never know. Uh, Stony, uh, I see a star-studded lineup in front of a live audience. Oh, I'm going to go, go, go a little bit of C, a little bit of A. Oh, love it, love it. Uh, Deal would uh, shut you down on that because he doesn't. Deal, go, you go. So, I'm going to go the star-studded, but I'm going to shut down Stony's live broadcast because I can't do it. <laughs> Done. My Done. anxiety uh, can't handle a live broadcast. Yeah. Stags is going to go a normal one with the boys. <laughs> so we'll see what comes true. If any of those come true, if any of those come true, boys, you come back to me because you know what's bloody going on. Listeners, if you need a prediction, you need some uh, you know, connection to the future, you just let Snags know and I'll tell you what's going to happen, okay? Drop me a DM, ask me a question. If you want to find out what job you're going to be in 12 months, you just let Snags know and I'll... I'll predict it. So that's how I roll. Uh, Imagine awesome. if episode 100 was just us picking for a fight night or something like that. <laughs> or like a Bellator <laughs> event and then just, just a stock standard episode and then we just went to move on. Yeah, <laughs> All right, boys, let's move into over or underrated. Boys, as you know, I've gone to the dark edges of the internet to find some headlines that caught my eye. I'd love the opinion of the boys if it's over or underrated. Number one, UFC makes history by awarding an extra $50,000 for every finish on the card. I would say highly underrated for Snags. Great gesture, great deserving from the fighters and uh, underrated. Look, underrated as well, DL. Uh, ironic timing, just as Jake Paul's been slamming yeah, the mm. UFC for the fighter pay, suddenly they turn into the good guys and give away lots of money to the to the, uh, the home crowd heroes. So 
yeah, good good timing. But you always want to see the fighters getting paid more. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, underrated as well. I think this is a very very exciting development. I personally wouldn't even be too upset if they got rid of performance of the night bonuses and fight of the night bonuses if it meant that a finish guaranteed you a fat stack of cash. Um, they've been doing $50,000 of the night bonuses. I, I checked back in 2007 was when they started them. That's $70,000 in today's money. Um, I just think that the UFC could probably be uh, either bumping up the show win money or of the night bonuses to every single person who finishes a fight. Underrated from the listeners. That's pretty easy, that one. Number two, boys, Paddy Pimlet showed everyone that he's the real deal at UFC London. Uh, totally underrated for Snags. Rousing performance. Actually got a bit nervous when he got uh, taken down really, really early in the fight. And then I remember that his jiu-jitsu skills were as good as mine. So uh, underrated, loved the finish and loved the celebration as well, which is probably a highlight. And the post-fight interview. DL, love the finish, love the post-fight celebration. Love the fact that you you bumped the interview that Satman and I did, and that was hands down. I don't want to say the best time because I've had lots of good times with you, boys. So I don't want to say Paddy sits above the run-it-back uh, usual cast, but it was certainly a highlight. What I've got to be objective here. Do I think he's the real deal? I'm not sure yet, DL. Oof. So he's, he's fought two, two fairly, I'm going to put it generously, mediocre fighters. And he's been in trouble on the feet in two out of two fights. Now I look at, at that weight division, and I think there's a lot of a lot of elite strikers there that would absolutely tear through the holes in his stand-up game. So what we've seen so far has been fucking phenomenal, and I love the kid. I hope he hope he does well, and I wish him all the best. But I can't say he's the real deal just yet, DL, because that that first knockout he got, he looked very sloppy, and in the way he threw the punches, I thought there's a lot of holes and openings for him to get countered. Uh, and in this one, it took all but what six seconds, and he, he he was dropped. So, yeah, not not ready to say he's the real deal, but fuck, I love him. So overrated yeah, for Stony? I guess overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'd, I'd say I'd say it's decently rated at the moment. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I really hope uh, much what Stony said. Would I really hope he tightens up his defence? The things that he has in his in his favour is that he is quite young still. Uh, he's got a lot of development to go, uh, and he's two and zero in the UFC. He's only two fights into his UFC stint, so he is still like a, a baby deer at this point in his UFC career. At the moment, his hype outweighs where he is in his career, which is potentially quite dangerous for him. Um, so hopefully the UFC continues to feed him, I wouldn't say mediocre fighters, but continues to feed him fighters at a relative skill level. Keep developing him, keep growing him. Maybe similar to what they did with Sean O'Malley, maybe a little bit faster than what they did with Sean O'Malley. But this guy is a star. If we burn him out too quickly, you're going to lose a lot of potential money down the line. Give him... Um, fighters with a with a fighting style that is um suitable love the analogy there stat man a baby deer did you say that because his legs wobble every fight yeah oh. yeah every every single fight man he looks like he looks like bambi or nice what? i swear to god dl cut me off why am i burning patty i'll tell you what patty no. might be on episode 100 He'll Mate, you're, giving, you're giving you're giving uh realistic realistic calls on it but like he's he's young he can he can tighten up that defense and and he's a star for the ufc in london I hope he does. I hope he does. This young little bamboo. I just want to clarify something. Is D, are you going in the middle when you say decently rated? Yeah, I, I'd say you did it's that rated. last episode too. I said that. I'd say that's not over or underrated. I'd say it's it's right where it needs to be. That's yeah, not, I would say he's breaking the rules. That's not the game. Yeah, true. Overrated. <laughs> okay, listeners. Uh, overrated for listeners. 
All right, number four, uh, number three, boys. That girl got meatballed. I do love me some meatballs, and I do love that arousing knockouts. Underrated from Snags. Give me some more. Like that. Can you put that song on right now? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me a man. Oh no, I was thinking like Britney Spears. Give me more. Oh, that one too. Underrated. Just need to clarify exactly which song it is next up, Snags. But I totally agree. Massively underrated. Love. Hang on, I'm going to clarify that. Is is her fighting underrated? Probably not. But is the the aura of Meatball Molly underrated? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, underrated. Underrated means you agree with it, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's still working it out. Fucking hell, the boys are throwing bloody daggers everywhere tonight. <laughs> sending this game in disarray. Underrated. One of the- <laughs> <laughs> Underrated from the listeners. Yeah, of course. That's what I thought. Number four, boys. Colby <laughs> Covington calls for a title shot against Israel Adesanya. I'll pick him up and drop him on his fuck head. <laughs> Well, I really like the commentary that overrated. I think he's sorry. He said fucking head. I said fuckhead. Not fucking. <laughs> let me do fuck it again. Sorry. Sorry. Let me do it again. <laughs> no, I think you should leave it. That's funny. Look, overrated from Snags. I would rather if he said drop him on his fuckhead. But anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't say that that won't work. And uh, Izzy would probably pick him apart. So overrated from Snags. Do love Covington trying to get in the mixer. 100%. I, I can't see Colby Covington beating Israel Adesanya, but I'd be all about the fight. Like there's no one I really want to... S- Mm, Cannoneer Israel potentially Yeah Yeah fuck it Underrated uh, Overrated for me uh, a tr- Intrigued by the matchup for sure But maybe win some top 10 Middleweight fights first Ooh Listeners Yeah overrated by listeners for that one Last one boys Little bit of sad one uh, Did catch this headline Is Dan Hooker's best behind him? Uh, is, that's a question you got to give me a statement for this to work. Dan Hooker's best is behind him. Overrated. Exclamation I would say mark. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you said it with like a, like, do you know Ron Burgundy? You're going to go, my name Ron Burgundy. <laughs> this is my fucking segment. <laughs> you fucking just right. state on the script. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing me. Overrated for Snags. I think he's just unfortunately uh, picked up a couple of bad fights and probably Picked a couple of fights he shouldn't have picked on short notice and whatnot. So over, oh, Statman's agreeing with me. Overrated. <laughs> so feet picks in the intro gets cut, but this is my segment. <laughs> this is my segment. <laughs> it's like one of the best all-time lines, man. I swear what to the God. fuck? I can't even talk about feet picks. So Jesus aggressive. Christ. So aggressive. <laughs> what was the question? Dan well, yeah, Hooker's exactly. best is behind him. Is Dan Hooker's best. Um, <laughs> best behind him. Underrated, as in, yes, I think his best is oh, behind really? him. Oh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was woeful. That was woeful on, on the weekend. He, he should have been the one doing the picking and he got picked apart. So um, taking nothing away from Arnie Allen, a fantastic uh, fighter, but Hooker just didn't even get near it. That was, uh, that was one of the most surprising one-sided beatdowns I can remember. So, yeah, I think his best is behind him, Dale. Um, I'm also, unfortunately, going to say underrated. Uh, um yeah, that's, that's the name of the segment, underrated. Um, I, I think the Dustin Poirier fight, much like the Rory McDonald fight uh, against uh, Robbie Lawler, is the fight that we'll look back on for Dan Hooker as being um, possibly a turning point in his career. The damage that he absorbed in that fight, he hasn't looked the same since. He's only lost five fights in a, in a decent stretch, and they've been against absolute killers. Um, but I just don't see 
him getting to the point where he fights the Dustin Poyers or the Islam Makachevs again. Uh, it's very, very sad. I, th- I see a lot of fun fights for him, but perhaps a little gun-shy, perhaps a little bit uh, more damage-weary as well moving forward in the future. Say it, Craig. He's underrated. No, say it. What? She'll go back to the regional scene. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Man. A lot of good fights for him still left in the UFC. Fuck you. It's like the, the Simpsons episode, the I didn't do it, kid. Like we're all just sitting there saying say the word. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. A, he's not a, a mid-ranked lightweight. He's lost four straight. He's. He's. You know. He's still up there. Let's go, to the listeners. Underrated. So people do think. I don't know what he was trying to achieve. Really. Um, there's some absolute killers in that division. Well, boys, this is the part of the podcast that will bring you our local interview. Unfortunately, had a little bit of trouble connecting with Sean Etchell today. So we'll bring you that in the coming weeks. Eternal 65, Etchell is fighting on. It is in Melbourne. It is April 23rd. Um, you can get all that information and buy tickets at eternalmma.com. Let's head back to the podcast. All right, let's jump into a leaderboard update, boys. Uh, we only did tips for Eternal 64 last week. Bit of a shake-up here. Mm-hmm. Snags. Am I still first or am I last? Mate, you are officially first on your own. Oh, really? Again? So the leaderboard didn't really change. Statman and Stoney got one each, so they moved to eight. Um, sorry, they moved to seven. Uh, DL moves to eight and Snags moves to nine. Getting what a, did I get? You got sorry. a bonus point for, for picking um, the decision oh, I did for Jenkins. Too. Jesus. Yeah, the insider knowledge of the um, the interview where he wanted to go five hard rounds, so... No, Jenko said he was going to finish in three. There you go. Yep. I just knew in his eyes he wanted to keep dominating that leg, so knew he'd go for five for the boys. Um, boys, and just uh, for the three fights that we picked, Statman, do you have the results of those fleets? Yeah, mate. Three uh, Ryan Gray defeated Diego Pajaya by di- disqualification in the second round. Joey Luciano defeated Tristan Murphy by round two submission, and Jack Jenkins defended his eternal MMA featherweight championship defending Rod Costa by unanimous decision. Yeah, it was a good night from the boys. I really enjoyed it. Uh, that that uh, Diego Pereira fight was yeah. uh, with Ryan Gray was very interesting. He uh, he yeah. got he got warned a few times about the back of the head, and clearly from the the lumps and the split open head of Ryan Gray, there was some some damage to the back of the head. What do you think, yeah. boys? I thought that he just like rubbed it against the cage a couple of times, to be honest, but I thought it was pretty clean. <laughs> uh, it was a disappointing end to the fight. As you could see, uh, Gray was pretty pretty filthy that fight ended that way as well. So I thought that was the biggest takeaway from that is that dude fucking got mad props from us in terms of just getting in there and banging. I think he had four or five years out from um, fighting it and just you know got in there against an absolute savage in Diego. And then... Um, how he handled himself after into I just like pure sportsman. Um, anyone would hate to get the win that way mm. if, if you're a competitor. And um, I know we talked about it on the night, just saying like you know, mad respect for him to um, for how he handled it and what he was saying at the end, and and knowing that yeah you know, he did get dominated. But um, yeah, he's a G. Love the bloke. It's good to see. Uh, it's good to see Diego so dominant in the cage. Um, he was scary. Dominant. He's yeah. He's working hard. You follow him on his gram, and I know people say they always work hard, but that bloke works. Hard. Um, so it was really good to see see that effort paid off. Uh, the next fight where we had, we had Joe Luciano. Yeah. Yep. Was was crazy. Another absolute 
um, from Collingwood with Jack, Jack's teammate. Jack did tell us that Joey was primed for this fight and we should have taken his advice because all the boys went against him and went for uh, Mad Dog. Yeah, uh, maybe it was a nickname, but uh, we won't make that mistake twice because he had a bloody dominant performance and uh, for us to tip against an absolute bloke that Jenko gave us, oh, error from the boys and we do make some sometimes. We won't make it again. Uh, Mad Dog had uh, Brent Mumford and uh, Josh Coons in his, in his corner, so he had a little pedigree behind him. Good fight, though. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. And then that main event, huge. I would say, boys, I was highly aroused, as we all were. That was uh, as dominant performance as you could see by someone in a division. And it just really, I think, from from my perspective, showed Jenko is just on another fucking level. Um, legs kick, leg kicks were savage. And then the favourite part was when uh, – Costa's a savage as well, by the way. The favourite part was when he changed – Stance and try to come forward on the <laughs> left leg, and then Jenko just started fucking chopping yeah. him down again. And then he started walking forward like a little crab. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, but good fight, good fight to watch. Good to see um, Jenko get up. And uh, boys had a little tiny little bet on it as well that uh, went well. Yeah, it was good to see Ned's jump on board Eternal. Finally, it was good hey. to see get a, get a win as well. In the, um, yeah, that, that, I can't remember getting a win, let alone a win as big as that. So that was uh, – thank you, Jack. We, we do appreciate that. Uh, many favourites on Saturday night. The, I don't know what was my favourite part, though. Was it Jack's win? Was it Jack calling out across the cage to, to Ben? If you send him out, I'll break his fucking leg. Yeah. Or was it seeing Snags visibly rocked by the, the excitement? It's like Snags had about seven adrenaline dumps before the walk. <laughs> Uh, I was nervous. Do you know, I think we spoke about this on the party with Jack, but I think we spoke about it on the night. It's really funny for us in terms of like getting to know fighters and then like backing them in. And then like um, you just get nervous as fuck because you want them to do well. And uh, I was peaking. I was absolutely peaking. I was like, fuck, I hope he gets up here. But uh, yeah, Snags is old heart rate, probably about 180 uh, for the whole fight. It's so interesting because Jack mentioned that in his podcast that the hardest thing is to be a part of someone's fight camp, but like not uh, directly engaged with being able to influence the fight or anything like that. So you were basically living that experience of I am, I am a, I'm not a head coach. I'm, I'm an outside observer. Technically. With someone, technically, yeah. With someone, with someone that you, you, you're invested in, watching them go to war. Jenkins's ability, like we knew that the threat from Rod Costa was his takedowns and his submission game. The leg kicks immediately oh. devalued those those takedown attempts, which was Took absolutely down. fantastic. So really, really fantastic uh, performance by Jack Jenkins, UFC-worthy performance by Jack Jenkins. So very excited. Agreed. And uh, Snags, just like Jenko, on top. Who would have thought? Not me. Shout out to, to Costa, though. Like He took a, a tremendous amount of damage, uh, thoroughly outclassed, but... What a motherfucker. Just did not give up. And the fact that he was able to even leverage a dominant position there at the end after oh, everything crazy. he yeah. did. You know, he, he's, I think I said it on the night as well. His stocks actually went up despite yeah. getting absolutely towed up in the cage. Uh, anyone who can endure that amount of punishment and keep pressing forward, irrespective, you know, they get my uh, tick of approval on heart alone. He could have, he could have stayed seating, uh, sitting at, on his stool uh, between rounds three and four and rounds four and five, and no one would have begrudged him that. Like that would have it was a huge effort, and he came out and he had moments where he looked fantastic as well. So, yeah, big props to Costa. Well, I think through that th- round three and four, when we're on the Zoom, we're talking about is the corner going to stop this fight? Like. Yeah. Clearly, Jack was getting everything through and really piecing up the legs and getting through those jabs as well. Then there was nothing because Rob Costa kept pushing forward, 
kept on yeah, that was fucking kept scary. on protecting himself. Oh, it's crazy. So good. Crazy. Anyway, good fight, boys. Look, boys, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we like to add this to the end of the day. Uh, a little bit of stonies. Thank you, DL. Now, as you'll recall, we, we passed up on Tool of the Week last week. Some say, you know, the moment got to Stoney and the emotion was running high after that fantastic and flawless interview from Snags with, with Farjack. Thank that you. wasn't the case, CL. That was actually a strategic pass because I wanted to give the culprit a week to make amends before oh, we Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I'm nervous. <laughs> what? And you should be, Snags. You should be oh. nervous. But it's not, it's not you. It's oh, not you dang this it. week. I was surprised I haven't got this yet. <laughs> all, all I want to start out by saying is who had... Cain Velasquez getting arrested for attempted murder on their 2022 bingo card. Not me. Not me. It reminds me a little bit of that that movie, uh, Time to Kill, I think it was, and that famous line, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson, uh, yeah, I did it and I hope he rots in hell or something to that effect. You see, what I just did there, boys, is I plagiarised someone <laughs> else's work. The good, the good work of the lads at Punch List MMA. They run a, oh, that fuck. exact, exact <laughs> word for word or thereabouts uh, little transition around the Cain Velasquez situation. Lo and behold, uh, a, a day or two later, Luke Thomas DL pops up with Brian on their little jabroni podcast. He's got running <laughs> the exact same skit. Now, Luke is not someone who's a stranger to uh, plagiarism. Um, yeah. You know, he's had a number of alleged examples where he's taken other people's work. There have even been cases where people have argued that Brendan Schwab has taken Luke Thomas's work. <laughs> I, God forbid, I don't know why, but apparently that, that's happened. Luke Thomas in 2016 also wrote an article about Kenny Florian who allegedly stole uh, someone else's content for a UFC uh, analyst article. So Luke knows all too well about plagiarism, what it's about, and there's an old rule in this game, DL, you can plagiarise up to ESPN. If they've got something along the lines of overs and unders, that's fine. <laughs> but you don't go Appreciate back that. down the line. You don't go back down the line to, to the little leagues. And I punch say that up. with all, all the respect. Exactly. You punch up. Uh, so if you're going to go and steal someone's content, at the very least, you pay them the due diligence and the respect and courtesy to credit them to hell. That's simple. And that's why Luke Thomas is this week's... <laughs> And knowing how Luke rolls CL, I fully expect his comeback would be along the lines of all of a sudden there will be a segment called Luke Thomas's Tool of the Week <laughs> and this guy might feature. But honestly, there's no room for plagiarism in this game, boys. Luke Thomas, that, that's just a rat act. And I wanted to call it out last week, but I wasn't sure if he, he'd come and credited or apologised or reached out to the Punchlist boys. As it turns out, he hasn't. He's just gone on and started stealing someone else's uh, good work and the show rolls on. To be honest, Luke Thomas has been a tool for longer than a week. So, <laughs> I actually don't know who Luke Thomas is. He's a MMA journalist. Yeah, he's probably why I don't know. Also a radio, I had a radio segment for a while with good reason because good Luke voice Thomas has a good voice, but fuck a bad look. So radio is his gig and uh, yeah, Luke, just don't do it again because we've already seen how this ends. I've, I've crushed Brett Okamoto once. I put an end to sugar snags and Cole Noak hasn't been seen since December. <laughs> I've got a lot of time on my hands, CL. And if Luke Thomas thinks that I don't want to add a middle-aged former radio host to it, just for the hell of it, then he better think again because I'm, I'm down. What did you do to Kyle Noak? Why hasn't he been seen? <laughs> where, where is he, Stone? 
Kyle Noak has not been seen on the Runner Back podcast. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was worried for him for a second. I was like, what did he do? <laughs> well, boys, that is a wrap on episode 68. If you like what we're doing, please like, share, comment, or subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing or following is the best way to stay up to date. That's episode 68, boys. I'm producer DL. I am your one and only Sugar Snacks. I'm the stat man. And my name is Stoney. We'll catch you all on the next Runner Back podcast. I was thrown by that snag. It was so what? sultry. <laughs> I just expected that there was... You were waiting for me to say something else. Yeah, there was like a, like a pregnant pause there, mate. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Pregnant pause is like a, a, a drawn-out pause. Is it? Yeah. Well, I put, it's a pause of expectation. <laughs>